welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. Of course, we're doing a third trimester update. And I'm out of breath, even just starting this podcast episode out. I just grabbed my birth ball to sit on. I was in my office chair, but um, I've been being reminded by my birth team that um, you probably shouldn't be sitting in office chairs, in your car, on the couch, like lounging-ish all the time. And trust me, I have been feeling it. It's crazy even sitting when you're pregnant makes you sore. Everything makes you sore. I get sore from sleeping. I get sore from sitting. I get sore from walking. (laughs) It's a whole, whole, whole thing. So I'm excited to talk about this. I like to talk about life and update you guys. And I know this isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea today. And some of you, you know, aren't pregnant, don't have babies, don't want babies, are out of that stage in life. Like, I get it, but I think that this is going to be a really fun episode, especially for my mamas, mamas to be, even even the women in my audience who want to be moms soon and know that that's going to be something that they're going to navigate in their business, maybe in the next year or a few years or a few months, or maybe we're crossing our fingers for you right now. Um, So I think it's going to be really helpful for you guys and anybody as well who just wants to hear about ease. I'm going to talk about like my mindset right now. I'm going to talk about my goals. I'm going to talk about maternity leave, like taking time off. We're going to talk about a lot. (laughs) And I think it's going to be helpful whether or not you're in this phase of life with me, but especially if you are, it's going to be extremely helpful. So there's so much I want to say. First of all, this pregnancy has been so much harder than my pregnancy with Ruby. Like it's, it's crazy. Like this is the type of pregnancy where I'm like, okay, I actually don't know if I could even fathom doing this again. And what's funny saying that is like, even this pregnancy has not even been that hard. Like when I think about some of my clients or friends or peers or women I followed, it definitely has not been actually that hard, but my pregnancy with Ruby was the easiest thing in the freaking world. I hardly, hardly, hardly got nauseous. I definitely didn't get morning sickness. I was a teeny tiny little thing. Like (laughs) I didn't gain a lot of weight. I didn't even, like I gained like under 30 pounds, like between 25 and 30 pounds. And I went overdue and my belly was so tiny. And like, yeah, I had a few things that were rough, but like it was so... Like, put it this way, I reached my due date and I was ready because I was excited and I really, really wanted to have a baby, but I didn't feel like I've been ready for like a good month 
like probably since about six months of being pregnant, I've been like, okay, like I'm done. <laughs> and as I'm recording this, it's November 1st and I have um, like eight weeks left probably-ish. We'll talk about that too, because that's really an interesting thing. So <laughs> when you guys are listening to this though, it'll be the end of November. So I'll be like one month out. Um, I'll just tell you guys, I know people don't like to share their due date, but we're going to talk about this. I'm just going to tell you, my due date's December 30th. I think that that's a hilarious due date. Everybody who hears that is like, oh my God, you're going to have a new year baby. Well, due dates don't work like that, first of all. Second of all, I'm more concerned that I'm going to have a Christmas baby. So if you have a Christmas baby, if you are a Christmas baby, will you message me? Like, tell me how that is. Although even that might be, it's it's like likely and unlikely at the same time. <laughs> but I, I kind of hope not. And that's for many reasons, right? Like if, if I do have a Christmas Eve or Christmas baby, certain people on my birth team may not be there which would be a bummer, but would be fine because someone will be there. It'll be fine. Um, but, you know, the people that I've like really gotten to, to know and love and gotten close to and comfortable with, um, you never know. So that's like a little, it's actually not that nerve wracking, but it's something in my mind. It's more so just like, I just want my baby to have her own birthday. But new, I think a New Year's birthday would be like everything. Like I wish my birthday was on New Year's because that's just like double the amount of power. Um she's going to be a holiday baby. Like she's going to be born in the holiday season around new year, around Christmas. There's just no doubt about that. Um, but here's the crazy thing about due dates, whether you would kind of know this or not, I like play around in my pregnancy app. Right. So to, um, be full term and like to deliver as planned. I mean, God, we could talk about so many topics right now. Like, should we just turn this into a pregnancy birth podcast? Because there's, I have so many thoughts. But for me to be full term and um, go for the kind of delivery that I want to have and have my birth team there and, you know, not have all of the concerns of having a preterm baby, that is um, 37 weeks. Yes, I think. <laughs> I think that's 37 weeks, like full term, healthy baby. You're good to go. You can have this baby anytime. We're not concerned. I'm 37 weeks on December 9th. Okay. Now I could also go up to 42 weeks before we might have a little bit more intervention, (laughs) someone evicting this child. Right. And that I'm at the end of 42 weeks on January 19th. So think about this, literally between December 9th and January 19th, I could have what is medically defined as like a full-term, healthy, normal, no concern kind of birth baby situation. That is a month and 10 days long. So people have been asking about maternity leave and even a couple clients, right? It's like, well, surely you're not going to work all the way up until your due date. It's like, no, maybe like, unless I feel like I need to stop. But the thing is, is this is the stuff that blew my mind when I was pregnant with Ruby, because it was like, well, when do I like take some time off? And I thought I would take, she was due in, um, January, January 25th was her due date. So I thought I'd take all of January off. Well, girl wasn't even born until February 5th. 
But I was like, well, maybe I should take like all of January off because she could come early and, you know, you need to prep. And I, I don't want to be like in the middle of projects, but you literally don't know when the child is going to come. <laughs> and not to put this out into the universe, but like also sometimes babies come even earlier than that. Like there's just, you really don't know. And again, with Ruby, I mean, this pregnancy, I already feel like 11 months pregnant. I'm not kidding you. But with Ruby, I was good. Like I got induced. I mean, I just, I was fine. I walked into the hospital looking like maybe five or six months pregnant, like tiny and not sore and eager to meet her, but like totally fine. (laughs) Totally fine. Sometimes people get put on bed rest at the end of their pregnancy or they get really sore, really exhausted. You just don't know. And so maybe there'll come a time where I'm like, you know, baby's not on our way yet, but I really need to take some time off for my health, for my well-being, for for preparation. Um, Or maybe there won't be. Maybe I'll be working all the way up until contractions start and then I'll be like, all right, peace out, guys. See you in a few weeks. (laughs) Like whatever it looks like, right? Um, it's the thing I've been telling my clients and, and, you know, I have clients right now who are pregnant. Um, and of course I have clients who we are working on a very flexible, open communication maternity leave plan. And that's what I just keep telling them, like, this is impossible to plan for. And the thing that I'm so grateful for is to have clients who, even if they don't understand that, because maybe they haven't been through it or, or whatever, they get it. And they accept it. And they're being so flexible with me. And so if you are one of my clients, I love you. Thank you. It literally it literally means the world to me because I am in such a different position than almost any other person. Like Any other woman who'd be having a baby, I'm like in a completely different position from because I work with women who get it and I run my own business and can make my own rules. And I just think about people who work you know, regular jobs. And when, I mean, this is how it works here. Like for my um, friends and peers and people I've watched have like regular jobs and have babies, how it works is you do. You literally go to work until either your doctor tells you you need to stop because you need to be on bed rest or really take it easy if there's been any like type of complication or worries um, or until you go into labor <laughs> and people go into labor at work. And So working up until that point is normal, whether it's good or bad. I don't know. I think that just, it's so, it depends on the person, right? Um, And then your maternity leave starts. And then in like somewhere between six weeks, I mean, here you get six weeks paid usually, and then you could take up to 12 weeks um, where the last six weeks would be unpaid. Every job's a little different. Every company might offer different benefits, but that's pretty typical here. So you know, if you don't have the extra money to take 12 weeks off, six weeks unpaid, then six weeks, I could not even imagine this. And if you've done this, like you're incredible. You are an amazing mom. Everyone, if you're a mom, you're incredible. But do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not saying this to put women down who've been in this position. I'm in awe of the strength that you've had to have. And I am feeling so blessed and grateful that with Ruby, I didn't have to do this. And that with this baby, I won't have to do this. But The thing is, and for my pregnant clients or women who are pregnant, I think the thing we don't realize is like women go back to work six weeks later. Like you might not even be physically ready to be working out or go back to regular life, as they say, 
like six weeks is when you have your checkup and you get like approved that you're like good to go for all the real life things. If you know what I mean, like you're, you're healed. Right. And you do not heal in six weeks, but whatever. Another topic. Um, but then you put your baby in daycare or maybe with a family member. If again, you're really lucky and blessed and you go back to work eight hours a day plus commute. That sucks. That sucks. And anybody who's done that, you're incredible that you've done that for for your child. Because that's the thing. It's like you would do that for your family, for your child. Like that's amazing. And I'm grateful I don't have to do that. So I probably won't take six full weeks off, to be honest with you. I don't I don't know though, because I don't know what kind of birth I'm going to have. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't, you don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll have to take six weeks off. Maybe I'll have to take even more than that. I don't know. With Ruby, I can't even hardly remember, but I, I was posting on social media the day she was born. Granted, I was fully drugged because I had an emergency C-section. So I was, I was, yeah, I was fully drugged. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> like, I think I posted like two hours after she was born. I was thinking like, I'm not going to talk to people. I'm not going to post. I'm not going to have tons of guests. Like I'm going to keep it really hush hush. I'm going to soak it in. And then, I mean, she's born at 5 a.m. I'm probably posting at 7 a.m. Like literally not kidding. Like, which I do not regret this at all. I'm so grateful that this got to be this situation. But like my best friend's with me at by 7 a.m. Like, which shout out to Maria because that's like so amazing. Like she's a true friend, truly. But like, (laughs) it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think about. Like, I literally did not think that'd be the case. I thought like, I'd be like soaking it in and whatever, but I was just high on pain, pain pills anyway. Um, so, but working, I probably took a couple weeks off, but the thing that I think people don't realize is you're not commuting to work. You're not leaving your baby with someone else. I was like, maybe writing a post while breastfeeding or voxering a client while breastfeeding or voxering clients while she was on her nap or it truly was like a dream. I think I did a really good job at not putting pressure on myself and going with the flow. And I I can even see now, like, I think I did an amazing job. I think I did better than probably 99% of people would do in that situation, getting back into running a business And at the time I had significantly less money coming in, significantly less money in my bank account than I do now. Um, So I felt like I had a reason to stress a little. And this time I'm even more prepared of like even more flow, even more easing into it, even less pressure, like no pressure, like a no pressure standard because that was just a waste of my energy. There was a few things that I really did get stressed about, especially being a new mom. Like it was just it was hard. And my husband went back to work and, you know, I was like home alone all day for months with a baby and a new baby and a business. It was hard. And I did a really freaking good job. And I think I'll do an even better job this time. And my husband doesn't have to go back to work. I'm just, I'm feeling so blessed because, you know, everything I just said about how women have to go to back, back to work so quick and, how hard that must be and how I can't even imagine it. I mean, I got a nanny, even if you take 12 weeks off, what is that? Like three months? Yeah. I got a nanny when Ruby was almost five months and that still felt really hard. And the nanny was like, at the time, I think it ended up being about 16 hours a week or so. Um, 
so a few hours every day. And then we worked our way up before I moved to being about 25 hours a week when I was like letting myself actually work and get my nails done and get my hair done and like run errands. Like I got even more help. 25 hours a week is still like not even that much help. Um, and I say that again, as like feeling blessed and, and privileged to be able to have that type of support because I know that it, it is a lot of help and it is, it is a blessing. But at the same time, as a mom that was doing it all, and my husband working 10 hours a day, it's not. Like it is and it's not. You know what I mean? So there's just so many blessings. And I literally just saw Frankie drive by. I'm in my office. I look out. I can see our street. And we live on this like country dirt road. Everyone on our street has 10 plus acres. The people across the street have horses out running. Like I get to, that's what I get to see from my office. Palm trees, grass, dirt, horses. It's freaking gorgeous. Blue, sunny skies every day. It's incredible. And I just saw Frankie pull in. He took Ruby to the grocery store. And that's another reason I feel so blessed is because um, he doesn't work anymore. He's home. And that has been going really, really well. I mean, I think it's hard in some ways because it's so different for him and it's different for me. But Ruby loves it. And I think it's one reason why Ruby has been like learning so much and is so smart. And I just think that she gets so much attention and love and it like literally means the world to me. And I'm really, really glad that having this baby, we don't have to go through the same thing of like him going back to work and oh, that sucked. (laughs) Like I didn't have to go back to work, which is great, but he did, which sucked. It's just, it's truly, truly, truly such a blessing. And, um, yeah, yeah. Another thing that's been a big blessing that I haven't talked about yet because I've been keeping most things like pretty, like a lot more private this time. I mean, I I, I mentioned this earlier, but when I had Ruby, I had an emergency C-section. So honestly, I think it took me, um, I mean, almost, this was almost two years ago now. That's the crazy thing. And it still feels traumatic. So, I mean, I had to admit to myself that I had a traumatic medical experience <laughs> and birth. And and I and I laugh thinking about the fact that it was that hard and that I don't know. I feel like hmm, I feel like I didn't give myself a space to talk about that or work through it or feel into my feelings about it because I also took a lot of the blame and then kind of, I would joke about it like, uh-huh, like, oh, you know, <laughs> like it's easier in some ways. Ha ha ha. No, it's not. And, um, not that birth is, I mean, actually, you know, maybe birth could be easy. I don't know. I haven't experienced that. I've heard about it though, but like, you know, And so I've had to process a lot of that. And I've actually given myself space to process a lot of that. And I think I've barely touched the surface of processing it, but I took on a lot of blame for it because what I realized was even though, and actually it's changed everything in my business, because I think before that in my business, I was afraid to have hard conversations with team. I was afraid to have hard conversations with clients. I was afraid to make decisions. I mean, our last week's episode was all about decision-making And that comes boundaries and decision-making in business and even in life come very easy to me now. And before that experience giving birth, it it didn't, it was really, really hard. And it still took about a year after that experience to really process it and start making some powerful decisions in my life 
for decisions to get easier. And so everything is happening for you. And I don't think I deserved that. I don't think I manifested that. I don't think, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's what I mean by that. But I do think that it served me in so many ways and and helped me become the kind of woman that I needed to be, to be the kind of mom I wanted to be, and to also be the kind of millionaire and multimillionaire that I wanted to be, which the kind of mom and the kind of financially abundant and successful woman that I want to be needs to make decisions like it's no big deal. And I've been really proud of myself for how I've been navigating that with my team, with um, family, with um, clients, like, and in my personal life. So another blessing is that we have been able to make our medical decisions fully from what we wanted in a medical provider, which I think is something a lot of people don't even know is a possibility. So we have, um, because Frankie had to leave his job, he had a good job. He had insurance, great insurance. So when he left his job, we had to get insurance. And I actually have a podcast episode about this. Um, It's probably the life update where I talked about him retiring, quote fingers. (laughs) You'll see what I mean when you listen to that because he's far from retired. He's like working really hard every day to take care of a crazy toddler in a household. And let's be honest, me. (laughs) Um, But we got health insurance. Now, a lot of people like warned us and I've heard about this forever because my dad's an entrepreneur and you know, it's like health insurance is like one of the big scary things about being a full-time business owner. And it wasn't, I just went online and I picked out a plan. Is it expensive? Kind of. But again, that's where I'm like, thank God we make the money we make. It's $1,200 a month. And I think it's pretty good insurance. We still pay out of pocket for some stuff, of course, but like, I think that's normal. Um, and Anyway, even despite having the insurance, which is $1,200 a month, so like over five figures a year, whatever the math is there, I think it comes out to like $15,000 a year or something, um, we are paying fully out of pocket for a incredible midwife who we might get reimbursed after a little bit, but it's like fully not guaranteed. Like you can't use insurance for it. Like, so we'll see if we get a little reimbursement, but we're paying fully out of pocket for a midwife. And we're paying fully out of pocket for a doula. And we're also paying out of pocket to for Ruby's new pediatrician and the baby's pediatrician. Because we want providers who will really work with us to, you know, there's so much I've learned about doctors and the medical industry. And not saying anything bad about these things, but just they're, they have a ton. I mean, guys, whatever you believe is fine. But in the coaching industry, as a coach, which is a big deal, but like is a lot less serious than your medical provider, we talk about raising your rates. And I talk about this at least. I talk about charging high rates and that people want to pay those rates to have a mentor that doesn't work with a million bajillion clients. And so why am I working with medical providers that have thousands and thousands and thousands of clients? Like, have you ever asked your doctor how many clients they have? Because I guarantee it would blow your freaking mind. So my midwife only takes on, um, I think, four or maybe five patients per month, per due date month. So I'm due in December. So she'll only have like four or five of us that are due in December. And 
Um, she just really makes sure that it's very balanced out. We spend like over an hour together, most of our appointments. She's taught me different stretches and exercises to do. We've gone over diet. She also like runs blood tests and asks me what I would like to test for my blood. We go over those results. Um, we've also been paying out of pocket for this. Um, I've taken a pause working with him, but Frankie's been working with him. It's been really successful. And it was successful for me as well before. I mean, I was working with him on hormones and then I got pregnant. So <laughs> that was interesting. Um, but for a naturopath, and I've taken a pause because my midwife is so good and she does like a lot of the same things that he does. Like it's mostly blood work, looking at the blood work, looking at diet, looking at exercise, looking at nutrients and um, vitamins and things like that to take. Supplements. Yeah, supplements. So my midwife does all that. So I didn't really feel like I need to be working with him through the pregnancy, but I will be working with him again after. And this has been a lot of money. <laughs> like, I mean, we're spending thousands of dollars a month on our health. And I'm so grateful to be able to do that. It has been a completely different experience. I mean, when I was working with my OB with Ruby's pregnancy, I would... First of all, I had a different doctor every appointment, so I never got to know a single one of the doctors, which I, they, they told me was a good thing and I thought was a good thing. But And then the person who delivered Ruby was a doctor from a completely different office. And there was like, I had like 50 different nurses. I mean, probably literally, if I'm being honest, probably 12 to 20 different nurses the couple of days I was in the hospital. So... It's a lot, especially for someone like me who's like really introverted and like very like empathic, like it was hard. Now I'm getting to know these women really, really well. And there's always a slight chance that I might have to have a backup midwife or a backup doula, like especially with holidays or, you know, if if somebody gets sick or you never know. But I feel really good about it. And I feel like they explain things really well to me. I get to make really informed decisions. I get to feel really in my power with every single decision involved in this. And it's made, I mean, I've done a lot of reading on how people are afraid to make decisions with their medical provider because we're taught just to like listen to them blindly. And I'm speaking specifically to motherhood. When you're becoming a mom, and I know any mom out there can relate to this, it is so scary having a baby and having to make every single decision how you feed them, when you feed them, what diapers they wear, what soap you put on that, like on their head, what um, wipes you use, how they sleep. Do you co-sleep? Do you put them in a bassinet? When you move them to their own room, do you swaddle? Do you not? Do you use a sound machine? Do you not like every decision where it's like, oh, that might mess them up for life or, oh, no, 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 that's really, really good. There's so much conflicting information and it's all on your intuition. And of course, a lot of things you can ask your medical provider for advice on, and they'll give you what is medically recommended, which is probably a good decision, but it's still scary. And so in terms of becoming a mother and like a woman in that way, like that's responsible for a child, it's like, it is really, it's so much more empowering because with my OB, I would ask questions and I would be told, we don't like to talk to our patients about that. We don't want to, we don't want to stress you out with that. I mean, I wanted to know what position my baby was in and they would not tell me. And I could have demanded to know, 
But when they, when I was like, oh, what position is she in? And they were like, oh, we don't want you stressing about that. I thought, okay. I never thought, oh, well, that's important. Like now I know that the, for, in my opinion, my research, my intuition, I believe that the position your baby's in is incredibly important. And so all of my focus for my movement and like my days is like doing things that will promote and encourage a good position for baby so that I can go into labor on my own and I can have the easiest labor possible for me and this baby. Like not being delusional, thinking that everything's going to be painless and easy and effortless. We're willing, we're willing to, you know, do the thing, (laughs) but also uh, from my research, position is so important and I cannot fathom why a doctor would not tell their patient the position. And I think if my baby was in the perfect position, they would have just told me. And that tells me that I, yeah. So I have a lot of, I had a lot of regrets. I had a lot of things I blame myself for, lack of research on my part, lack of asking questions on my part. But I thought it's going to be just like with your team. If your team is not supportive to your goals and your team is not supportive to your concerns and your team is not willing to, or not even willing, but like if your team just doesn't work well with you, they don't like the hours you work. They don't like the things that you have them doing. You probably need a new team. So I've gotten a new team. Of course I had to get a new team because I moved, but I got a new team and I got the best team that I could find. And it's a lot of money, (laughs) but it's so worth it. And I'm so happy. And like I honestly feel like regardless of how the birth goes, I'm going to be really proud of myself for making these decisions that felt like people are going to think I'm crazy. People are going to think I'm stupid. People are going to think that, I mean, I've even had my ultrasounds at home by an ultrasound tech that I've paid out of pocket for. Like everything has been like hiring the best of the best, the sweetest of the sweetest, the most flexible of the flexible. I got this prenatal massage the other day at home. I feel like a new woman. Like it's insane. My, my whole body was in so much pain. And I feel healed. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm really, really happy about that. And, you know, another thing we've paid for is Ruby's swim lessons. This is another topic, but I'm, I'm saying all this because you might be interested and, you know, you might be interested in these topics as a mom or, you know, um, a soon to be mom or whatever. Or I just want to show you, like, people have been wondering, why would I ever want to make that much money? What do you even do with that much money? Well, you have real options. You have real freedom. And none of this has been financially stressful. We still invest into retirement every month. We invest into investments every month. We're paying our house off rapidly, which is, I know, kind of um, oddly a touchy subject. Some people think you should do that. A lot of people think you shouldn't do that. We're doing that because we have plenty of money to do that and it feels good. Um but Ruby's swim lessons, like we have these, so we have one, two, three, four doors that go directly out to the pool. It's a full one-story house and we have four doors that go directly to the pool. And we could put a, we could definitely put a um, gate around the pool, but there's already a gate around the pool. It's not a huge pool deck. So it's just, I know, anyway, there's different options for safety. And so we, and then we have these glass doors. So really it's five doors. Yeah, the glass, the sliding glass door would be five doors, but the sliding glass doors are these two huge walls. They fully open up. It's a vibe. And so we, because we put Ruby in swim lessons and now she can fully swim and float at one years old. 
Um, and she never got thrown into the pool. Like, no, it was very gentle swimming lessons. Um, that probably cost us about a thousand dollars. It was a hundred dollars a week. And we did it for a few months for her to be able to fully swim, float. It's incredible. And she loves it. And she was never thrown in. I know a lot of people like the infant, um, survival. I know some teachers are really rough. We found a teacher again, we found a teacher who was very gentle it costs more than it would have cost to go with a different teacher because it did take longer, but it was so worth it. And now um, she swims, we have our doors open, the weather here is amazing. It's like, there's these things that you can pay for that is why you would wanna make a lot of money. Another thing, Ruby fell and she was limping for a week. And I probably coulda, shoulda, woulda took her to the doctor sooner but it was like on and off, like she'd be limping and then she wouldn't. And so a week when she was still limping, actually it was five days, I decided to take her to the emergency room. Well, I just got the bill for that. And even with our $1,200 a month insurance, it's an almost $900 bill. So now that is over $2,000 this month in medical expenses, plus the midwife, plus like plus all the things. So these are just little things that are reminding me of like, oh, this is why, this is why. And I also kind of feel like I'm just getting into full alignment with my truth on high ticket pricing and why clients would pay that because I'm paying that in all areas of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are my thoughts on money <laughs> right now. My mindset right now is I'm feeling into this vibe of like, I actually think maybe I'm delusional and there's, I want you guys to know there's no pressure around this. I don't care how much money I make in December. I don't care how much money I make in January. I don't care how much money I make in February. If I make zero, which I won't because we have reoccurring, but like, I just don't care. I'm not going to put pressure on it. But I feel like, because for months I've been saying that I am the multi-million dollar version of myself. I am running a multi-million dollar business. My goal for next year is 2 million. And so I believe I'm in alignment with that. I'm not making that much right now per month. Like I don't make, like if you times it by 12, 80 to 100K a month, it's not 2 million. But I think that I could go through this and just keep taking more and more time off approaching baby and after baby and come back having made more than I was making it's just great. I have this plan in place that is starting to work and it's really good. And I feel really, really good about it. We have the funnel running for transparent sales. Now, I don't know how this is going to go. The ads are converting really, really well to my audio training. Um, and it sells transparent sales, but we haven't had enough people go all the way through it. I think we're almost at 700 people in, but most of those are like in the very beginning of the funnel. But in the next two or three days, I should really start to see if it's like converting and my goal is just to convert it like one, one and a half percent of leads, which is, I think, very easy and doable, and then make two core sales a day. And I think I could be making six figure months fully on maternity leave, <laughs> especially having my team like doing everything. And then um, what else will be going on outside of transparent sales is the inner circle is enrolling. Um, and private coaching. Next year, I'm going to take four private clients on and 12 inner circle clients. So if you want in to either of these containers, you have got to grab your space now because there is very, very limited room to work with me in a high level way. And it is so worth it. And we are 
fully, the only people we work with high touch, high level, hands-on are women who are capable of going to seven figures. And so we will look at your business model and you and really see if you're ready for that and then take you to that level. Like it's the energy in these containers is going way up. The intention behind these containers is going up. So if you are making six or multi six figures right now, you've got to get into one and you want to work with me and you want to go to seven figures, you've got to get in one of these containers because they're just becoming more and more and more premium. And other than that, we're working on this funnel and we might sell Unwavering, we might sell other programs, but I'm not doing this launching every month thing anymore. And I'm not cycling through four or five different courses. And so transparent sales is the way to go. And if you join the inner circle or private coaching, you'll get access to everything, all of the courses and stuff like that, whether I sell them or not, you get access to the full product suite. Um, So that's my goal and that's my plan. And my energetic goal and intention is ease, effortlessness, flow, and this standard of absolutely no pressure and stress. And we're luckily in a position where I don't have to have these goals. I don't have to make that kind of money. Right now, I could take a few months and make nothing, but I feel, I just have this really good feeling about what I have put in place and what I've created. And again, being transparent, I will update you guys. If it doesn't work, I'm going to tell you. And if it works, I'm going to tell you. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to tell you what we're trying next. And you're going to come on this journey with me. But wouldn't that be so cool? Two $1,800 sales a day for a course that I know changes people's lives. I just am really excited. And I think that would be really, really cool. And I'm so eager to see if and when the sales start rolling through. It's not even, it's not even um, if, it's when. Because even if they don't start rolling through right now, we're committed to making it work. <laughs> so, um, and I think we have plenty of time before baby and before I feel like I need to like ease back or fully peace out that we could get it working. I'm really, really excited. So I may be working all the way up until baby comes. It depends. Maybe I won't, maybe I will. I think I will just because that's how it went last time. And I have no regrets around that at all. There's no part of me at all that thinks, oh, I should have taken a few weeks off before. Like I was work, I, I just wasn't working a lot. My schedule, here's, let's talk about my schedule. So my days right now look like I usually work mornings. So I usually start work around like maybe nine or 10 and then done by like one or two or three keeping in mind that I take breaks in between that. So I usually will like go in the hot tub, maybe take a walk. I get ready. Um, so like right now I'm working in a robe, so I'm going to go shower and stuff and then have lunch and then I'll get back to work. So there's like a stuff I'm doing in between. So I'm probably working four or five hours a day at the most. Um, and the bulk of my work is this has just happened on accident. I don't do calls on Mondays or Fridays. I do like doctor's appointments, family time, fun on Mondays and Fridays. And of course, like the weekends are fun, family time. Um, But Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are like my heavier bulk days with calls and stuff like that and like working. And then Mondays and Fridays are like lighter on the work, but I usually do work because I do Voxer and like today I'm recording podcasts. And then um, um, lighter, lighter on the work. I have a doctor's appointment today and I really want to go on a walk. The weather is freaking phenomenal in Florida right now, probably for the rest of the year. Thank the Lord. Um, so that's what my weeks look like. Heavier in the middle of the week, really light on the ends of the week, 
week, like long weekend vibes. And then my days are probably four, five hours max, but they're spread out a little longer than that because I take breaks all day <laughs> as I must <laughs> um, with my energy levels. Like I'll work and then I got to go in the hot tub because my hips are so sore. Um, or I go on my walk because that's really important to me. And the weather is really great at a certain time of day. So I want to do it. It's in Florida. It's super hot at the end of the day. So I, I want to go on my walk in the early afternoon or in the morning, or I don't like getting ready really early in the morning. So I usually get ready at like 10 or 11 or 12. <laughs> so it's, it's flow. There's no rules, you know, and it's gotten even easier with Frankie home full time because there's there used to be this dynamic of like, I would try to work when he worked because I wanted to, because I didn't want to work when he didn't because I wanted to spend time with him. And now we're all just in a very flowy household where nine times out of 10, we have no clue what day it is. <laughs> um, I have to look at my calendar and be like, okay, it's Tuesday. This is what's on the calendar. So yeah, that's how stuff is going. Pregnancy is a lot harder this time. It's hard because I'm just really sore. My hips have been really sore. My lower back has been sore. I've been tired. I've been gaining weight. I mean, I gained weight last time, of course, too, but I'm not even gaining more weight this time, but I, to be transparent, I didn't lose all of my baby weight. So I'm like 12 pounds heavier than I was last time, which I know is nothing and not a big deal. And maybe isn't even why I feel the way I feel, but I feel like I feel it. <laughs> so... Truly, I don't mean this in like a, it's not even about the weight. It's just like, I'm excited to like get into my best body again and feel good because it's, it's been a few years since I've been where I'm really happy and comfortable and feeling healthy in my body. So I'm excited for that. Um, other than that, I really could care less about weight. I only weigh myself for my doctor. I literally just could care less. <laughs> um, okay, cool. We talked about my body. We talked about my mindset. We talked about money and who we've hired and why you should allow yourself to make a lot of money because this has been one of the, I'm so grateful this year. I'm so, 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 so grateful for everything I've allowed myself to do, not for ego, but for creating the life we wanted. And it's an expensive life. And I'm really grateful and I feel really blessed. I've talked about how Frankie being home is going really good. I'm literally so grateful every single day and what my days and my weeks look like and my goals and my maternity leave plan. Um, and after maternity leave, I'm going to do a really vulnerable episode. Who who knows how vulnerable it will really feel, but I'm going to do a fully vulnerable, honest episode where I talk about what ended up happening for maternity leave, how it went, what we made, how newborn life has been going, like regrets, things I, I'm glad I did, things I wish I would have done differently, like everything. Um, so you'll hear how it actually goes, but these are my, how it's going now and what my plans are. Anyway, you guys, longer episode than normal, but you needed the full life update. You know what I mean? So sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you next week. Bye guys. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.